profit isn't at the end after expenses are paid. Profit is pulled off the top and right. start thinking as a shareholder. And right. can I have the profit with, you know, order? To me, this book is kind of like a, his index card of which book to read at which time. Because order is all about clockwork. You know, like how do you put out the fires so they stop springing up? Exactly. But nothing happens without sales. And my entrepreneurial life changed drastically for the better once I implemented profit first. Because it used to be I'd make 30 grand in a month, I'd spend 30 grand next month. I'd make 10 grand next month, I'd spend 10 grand. I'd make 75 grand, I'd spend 75 grand. So, and with profit first, I was always making a profit. Welcome back to Real Estate Growth Hackers. On today's show, we're going to talk about Fix This Next. It's a a book that we're actually reading right now in the Real Estate Growth Hackers book club. I wanted to do a specific show recording of this, though, rather than just relying on the conversation from the book club for people to get that value, because I think there's some really powerful principles in the concepts of this book, some of the strategy for how it lays it out that I wanted to synthesize into a a high-level concept for this episode. So Charlie Madison here with me today, founder, developer, realtor, amazing Christmas shirt, Hawaiian shirt-wearing superstar. (laughs) 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 Well, welcome back to the show, Charlie. What do you think of this topic of diving into what people should focus on fixing next in their business? What do you think of that? Well, I love everything that, as he calls himself, Motorbike Mike writes. (laughs) He's one of my top favorite business authors, the way he writes stuff. And, you know, one of my first books I ever read was something called, it was about the theory of constraints, which basically says, you know, in a business... There's always one bottleneck, and if you solve for anything besides that one bottleneck, you're wasting energy. And so this book, which I own and I flipped through, haven't read it, but you know, it talks about how do you find that bottleneck so that you can solve it. Because that's right. how you keep growing. Exactly. And so it's a really powerful principle. I mean, I do got to be honest, I'll have to stew with this book a bit. The concept, I think, is one of the most powerful concepts in business of thinking through what is the ideal next thing for me to fix? What is the ideal best use of my time? You know, knock on wood, again, we say his name. We didn't say it in the episode that we just recorded now that I'm thinking about it. But, yes. you know, we got to say it three times so that Alex Hermosi shows up in the room with us. But Alex Ramosi has a really good way of thinking through this as well, which is you looking at Alex your funnel. <laughs> Alex Ramosi is what I said. That is right. <laughs> but Alex Ramosi has a really good way of thinking through this bottleneck process as well. Of Typically, he's looking at it more as the overarching funnel for what... So uh, real quick, let, let's go over at a high level. The fix this next, what does he call it? The BPP. I don't remember what that stands for. Honestly, it's not even on this sheet in terms of what that stands for, but it's like the business priority pyramid. There you go. Ah. That's what it stands for. BPP business priority pyramid. So what that covers at the bottom level, you have sales above that profit, above that order, above that impact, then above that legacy. It's based on the concept of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, where at the bottom you have like survival and then all the way up at the top, you have like, does he actually call it Maslow's? I forget, but where it's like, you start talking about like fulfillment and self-actualization, I think is the word. 
Exactly. Right. So like at the bottom, it's like, yeah, survival. It's like, where am I going to like, I got to breathe. I got to eat. I got to, you know, I got to have shelter, those sorts of things. Then you start going up into community and stuff. Anyway, the same idea, Mikey McCallowitz talks about here in Fix This Next. So the bottom three are what he calls the gets. Right. It's all the stuff about the intake in your business. And then the top two, it's where he shifts into what you call give, because just like personally, people tend to move from inwardly focused to outwardly focused as they start, you know, becoming more and more fulfilled in their basic needs. Businesses tend to do the same thing as well, where you start moving from what is our business getting? What are we intaking into as you start to meet those needs, you start turning outward and start figuring out what do I do to make an impact, to leave a legacy, those sorts of ideas. And, and so I really like the concept. Alex Ramosi, I believe, tends to focus when he's talking about the, you know, kind of the same bottleneck principle. He's still, as far as I've seen, tends to lean on that getting portion on the, you know, the sales funnel, where you optimize that sort of thing, being really front and center. And so anyway, but all these ideas come together where it's like at any given point, there is something that if you fixed it would unlock the most potential in your business, in your trajectory of where you're going. And without fixing that thing, like you said, you're wasting your time, right? You're spending time fixing something that won't move the needle quite as much. And so in Fix This Next, Mike Michalowicz is talking through this idea of how to think through that, how to look for the answer. And really essentially what you do is at any given point, you start at the most foundational need if you have a clear need there and you start looking at fixing that next. So at the basic end of this, you start looking at, you know, sales, the things that you're doing to create opportunities, right? And what he actually starts with talking about is the idea of lifestyle congruence being foundational. And I do appreciate this in terms of how you think about this, because it, it, it fits very much with something that he talks about in Profit First as well, which I think a lot of people miss, where at a basic level, if you don't understand what your business needs to uh, achieve in order for you to live the life that you want to live, like if you don't understand that at a basic level, then you're right from the get-go starting off wrong, right? right. Where you're not going to work forever for free. You're not going to, you know, you're, you're not going to work indefinitely in a business that doesn't get you what you're looking to do. So you have to understand, are your basic needs being met? Right. Are you right. what does the business need to achieve for you to uh, live the life that you want to? What does that number look like? What is what what are the amount of sales that need to happen? What is the income that needs to happen? And in terms of figuring out that number, one of the best books, I think, to sort of get clarity on that is Profit First really dives into what does a healthy business you know, system look like in order to create, you know, a, a take home pay that actually makes sense. So I think getting clarity on that helps, but being able to dial that in, you know, in a real estate business, that means us really being able to get clarity, not just on like what our goals are, but what does our business need to look like in order to pay our bills, in order to, you know, meet that vacation need, meet that, <laughs> be, be like whatever it is, right? Like whatever those things where it's like, if I don't have these things, I will not feel like I'm meeting the minimums. You need to have that clarity in order to know what you need to do on all the rest of the activities. How many leads do you need to generate or how many compliant clients do you need to have inbound? What are your systems for creating those opportunities and are they creating the results that they're, that you're looking for? If you don't have clarity on those foundational numbers and the end result that needs to happen, then you don't have clarity on any of the rest of your business. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. What about that to you makes sense in terms of being like 
being foundational for success for everything else. So, you know, looking at this pyramid, you know, I Googled it, you know, it sells is first, then profit, then order. And I, so, you know, you got to have a sale or nothing happens, right? You know, right. that's, you know, when I got into real estate, I went to all these classes and the, I mean, really the only thing that matters is how do I get someone to say, yes, you can be my listing agent. You can be my buyer's agent. And, you know, until I have a successful, repeatable sales system that works the way that I am willing to do it over and over, like, right, that's priority one. You know, that is the oxygen that creates the business. Once right. that happens, where I made a mistake for 25 years of my business that he fixed with profit first is... You know, profit isn't at the end after expenses are paid. Profit is pulled off the top and right. start thinking as a shareholder. And, right. you know, can I have the profit with, you know, order? To, to me, this book is kind of like a, his index card of which book to read at which time, you know. It really is, uh, yeah. Because order is all about clockwork. You know, like how do you put out the fires so they stop springing up? Exactly. But nothing happens without sales. And my entrepreneurial life changed drastically for the better once I implemented right. profit first. Because it used to be I'd make 30 grand in a month, I'd spend 30 grand next right. month. I'd make 10 grand next month, I'd spend 10 grand. I'd make 75 grand, I'd spend 75 grand. So, and with profit right. first, I was always making a profit. Right. Yeah. And, and what I love about what he, so like, so here are the, here are kind of the key, what do they call them? They call them vital needs in the business. So you have the parts of the business of this, of this pyramid, which is sales, profit, order, impact, legacy up to the top. Right. But within each of those, there's sort of some sub questions that you could go through to get clarity on. So like lifestyle congruence, here are some of the questions in lifestyle congruence. So one, do you know what your company's sales performance needs to be in order to support your personal comfort? How much monthly income do you, the business owner, need to maintain a basic but comfortable lifestyle? How much revenue must the company generate in order to support your lifestyle? If you reduced expenses, including staff, what is the minimum monthly expense that the company can incur and still achieve the sales needed for lifestyle congruence? What percentage of annual sales make up your required take-home income? Right, so like being able to answer those questions really is part of what fuels that foundational understanding of, let's be honest, your business works or fails first based on you. Right. Right. And like, if you're at the point where you're at that clockwork level, where you're at the systems level, where, where that's really uh, a, a key component of uh, really focusing on systems, building those systems, Still at a basic level, you need to understand what do you need to take home in order to be happy, willing, and motivated to still do your parts of the work in that process, yeah. right? So getting clarity on that allows you to have clarity on all the rest of the stuff, right? How, how many prospects do you need to attract? Am I attracting the right prospects? All of that. If you don't have clarity first on what you need to achieve, you don't know what any of the rest of your numbers need to look like, right? right. And so... Then we go into level two of sales, which is prospect attraction. Do you attract enough quality prospects to support your needed sales? And then within that, have you identified the ideal prospect avatar, right? Because there ends up being th this competing interest sometimes where we can attract sales, but maybe we are attracting sales that actually cause us to be ineffective. 
right? right? We're attracting opportunities, but those opportunities are actually creating more work than what they help us to achieve. So being able to dial in and really say, who is our ideal person to serve that when we achieve more sales actually helps us toward like a, that ideal outcome of who we could best help. But you're right. It, like if we're attracting nobody, like first we got to start attracting people, then we could start right. refining, right? That right. starts giving us clarity on who the ideal people are. And he goes uh, through so what that percentage in plan, you know? Exactly. And, and that's part of what I've seen in this is that it could be, so like profit first, gives you clarity to me on lifestyle congruence, right? Where you can start to set some of those foundational numbers in place and start to see what your numbers need to look like in terms of what to achieve. But obviously profit first is going to be very relevant when you start getting into that profit stage, right? Of being able to see how do I do this? And actually pumpkin plan is really useful for being able to align your business to be incredibly profitable by zeroing in on the right people, doubling down on the right people, that sort of idea, right? So like, while the principle of what you're working on goes down to this basic level, sometimes on on these books and these concepts, you might need to tap into a few of them to sort of see how they actually all work together, right? Like the principles of Profit First are at play at the foundation, but all the way up through to the top. And the principles of Pumpkin Plan are at play even at the sales level, while you might be maximizing them at that profit level, right? So, and then similarly, like clockwork, clockwork is all about like building the systems and whatnot. It's still worthwhile to be thinking some level through systems, even at the foundational thing, but you don't need to spend all your time thinking about systems if you're not even generating sales yet, right? Right. So, so you go to the foundational need of creating the sales, or it might be that, you know, you need to work on a system level because that's your bottleneck for creating the sales effectively. Right. Right. But it still goes toward meeting that foundational need of the sale itself. But yeah, so I I love this concept overall. I think at a basic level, we don't necessarily need to go into too much detail of the exact topics of the book. I think the book is worth diving into exploring. For me, the biggest idea is this principle of thinking through every aspect of your business is on this bigger trajectory of fulfillment. And as you meet those basic needs, if you're generating enough sales to to meet the basic needs of your business, now you could start refining those sales into making sure that they are more profitable, where you really zero in over and you iterate over and over on finding those exact perfect people that are going to be the ones that you could double down on, be incredibly profitable with, right? And, and you've seen this in experience. I know we've talked a bit about, you know, the biggest check concept, right? right? And And that's not something you do one time, right? Right. Like that's something you keep doing over and over. You keep iterating on it, learning more as you get more data from the results that you're achieving. Real quick, since I brought it up, what is the biggest check concepts that people are familiar with it in case I brought it up and they don't know what that is? The biggest check is a concept by Dan Sullivan that said you take all of your check writers from the last year and you get your five biggest ones and you average that up. And that is now your current biggest check. So that's step one. Step two, you look and you say, what do you want my next biggest check to be? Because that's your highest level. And once you do that, then you think, all right, you know, where do I need to step up my game? And, you know, at a simple goal, I want my biggest check to become my average check (laughs) and to have a new bigger check. And what it does, it lets me keep top grading my clientele there's some other things involved like you can come up you know what's your dream check 
you know, so, right. you know, mine's 1.25 million, you know, that's a dream check. And then you also cut out what's your minimum check. You know, there's a place right. where your best services no longer fit someone that that's not going to, to pay well. And, but at its base, it's get your five biggest guys, average them, that's your current biggest check. And where do you want it to go next year? Right. And so that concept is really what's at play in the profit level of what we're talking about with this, fix this next. And so that principle is really at play in similarly in, it's not exactly what's talked about in profit first, but it is what's talked about in pumpkin plan. And so, but the, the idea here is all of these levels, like this isn't, none of this process is something that you do once and then you're good, but it lets you know, based on where I'm going, where I'm heading, like do I feel good? Do I feel solid about, you know, these questions at sales, profit and order? If I feel really solid about where they are, then I start looking at impact. I start looking at, are we really making the transformation in our clients and our customers that we're looking to make? Are we really motivated by the mission currently? Are we achieving that mission? And if not, then you start looking at, well, what do we need to do in order to fix the thing to bring it more in alignment with that kind of impact that we're looking to do. And that might mean that you make changes to your sales process. It might mean that you make changes to your order, your systems in order to do that, but that becomes the bottleneck, right? And so you change and iterate over these levels over time, but the foundational question goes to finding that bottleneck and knowing that you're going to work to fix that bottleneck often by doing work at the foundational levels to create that end result uh, somewhere higher up even. So I love that as a concept. I think it's really powerful. I think it's good to, to know to iterate over that. I, I think the biggest takeaways simply for people from this that, that I think would be most impactful is understanding at any given point, ask yourself the question, based on where I'm looking to go, what is the one thing that is most bottlenecking me from moving forward, right? Are you creating enough sales but struggling to convert those sales into customers? or, you know, creating enough sales opportunities, but struggling to convert those into customers where you clearly see if I fix this aspect or I know how I can fix this aspect to convert more of those customers into sales or more of those opportunities into sales. That's probably the bottleneck that you need to be looking at. Is it, you know, hey, I'm creating lots of this opportunity, but it could be leveraged further. Is it, I'm not attracting enough of the right people. Then you start looking at those strategies to attract more of those people. Do you not clearly have the ideal person defined? Maybe you need to be working on that, right? And so overall, the idea of at any given point, being able to iterate through what's going on in your business and zero in on right now, what is the most important thing to do based on what I have in front of me? I love that as a concept. Yeah. I think for me personally, the concept is really clear. I don't know what it is, but the words and the flow of this don't fit as clearly to me as I've seen other things. So I think over time, I'll probably continue to iterate this concept and figure out, you know, hey, when I'm looking to zero in on what exactly I need to do, what are the words that make that clear for me? And over time, I'll continue to uh, iterate on that. But, uh, but yeah, I love that as a concept. I think the key takeaway to me, like, get clear on those aspects of your business where you can put it to a number and you could say, like, where are we heading? How close are we to getting there? And what along the way do we feel like has the most impact for being able to increase our results, yeah. right? If we could change this, where does that create the biggest impact? The thing that it makes me think of is, you know, one of the issues I have is sometimes I can't see that clearly though. You know, I actually was uh, meeting with my coach a couple weeks ago and I had a, a client say, 
you know, I love this program. I just don't have the money for it right, right. now. And I might have shared this with right. you. And I was like, how do I add more value to it? Right. And I was just in that, like, I say it now. I'm just like, oh, man, what a dummy. But I, I was in that myopic space. And, right. you know, my buddy said, well, it doesn't matter how much value you add. If the guy doesn't have the money, the guy doesn't have the money. Like, right. And like my, I was thinking my bottleneck was I needed to add more value when truthfully my bottleneck was, how do I make this affordable? You know, how do I give him, you know, well, let's go to Alex or Mosey, you know, what happens if I 10 X the price? What happens if I point one the price, you know, like what can I right. do? And it, it was funny that the, the simple solution was instead of having it upfront cost, just make it uh, a monthly thing. And actually I was going to, I actually ended up with more money <laughs> at the end, which is really cool too. And, right. you know, I think part of this is, you know, we're so close to our business and what we're working right. on, you know, to me, when I do well at this, it's when I'm with a group of other people that are like, I'm able to share what I say and they're listening and I'm kind of on the hot seat, you know, it's kind of what happens in a mastermind, right. you know, like right. the concept is there, but sometimes I'm just so close that I can't do it. And right. you didn't prep me for this, but really thinking about this, like your mastermind is right. a great place where people in a similar industry can, you know, kind of shake the right. cobwebs out of my head, you know, in some ways, you know, let me see the forest right. for the trees. Like, here's where I think my issue is. And then a lot of times then it becomes clear. Like, you know, are you judging the best, biggest check? Like, right. you know, if you're a real estate team, you can sit. your biggest check could be your HR employee expenses. You know, you might want to get right. that lower. It could be dollar per agent. It could be dollar per personal transaction. You know, when I did that as a team leader, I saw, oh, my. At, like my biggest check with the team, the the best ones, I'd make twenty five grand a year for like two or three years, and th then it was gone. So, all right, how do I increase this? Well, I increase my value, or I bring in a lender, or you know, that's right. what you do. Like, how do you up the ante, so to speak? It's always been that way as well. That where I get the most clarity <laughs> tends to be like there's always this process where you dive in and you learn something and it starts to sit in your subconscious where you understand these concepts that you start seeing some potential, but it's like, it doesn't click until somebody else sort of takes a look at your scenario and is able to give you those fresh eyes for it, where you see opportunity that you missed because you know, it's like the equivalent. It's just the way that it's always been done. It's the way that I've always done it. I've never thought about doing something completely different. And it's really hard to think about doing what you're used to in a very different way. And in that sort of mastermind scenario where you can look at your own business from fresh eyes, you could see opportunities that were missed because somebody else sees the world differently than you do. That's really one of the best ways to do this. Where if you're looking for what do I fix next? Yeah. Being able to say like, Hey, Here's what I'm working on. Here's what we're doing. And you may see it as being a problem of, you know, we need to increase the number of customers, but somebody else more clearly sees like, hey, you're generating a ton of leads over here. Like, are they the right leads? Hey, <laughs> you know, like none of them are being followed up with. 
Right. Maybe that's the issue, right? Maybe you're actually perfectly fine on your spend. It's that you're not utilizing that spend well, or you're not, you know, you're not leveraging a system that converts your sphere on autopilot, right? Like, yeah. like maybe that's the issue, right? Which, by the way, if that is your problem, referrals while you sleep or uh, realtor waiting list is what you should check out. But yeah, so it's like those kinds of things where you start to be able to see from a different perspective where it's like, what is the book? I think, is it Clarity? Where Clarity is that? Who's Clarity by? Jamie Smart. Clarity. Jamie Smart, that's right. So in that book, he talks about, I'm pretty sure it's that book. It talks about the idea of like very often we think like we are a dog chasing our tail and we start optimizing for like wearing the right running shoes and, and like doing more workouts to make sure that we are increasing our speed to really be able to catch our tail. And sometimes it really takes somebody else observing that we are a dog chasing our tail. It's like, no, you don't understand what's going on here. You're just, you're chasing your tail. It doesn't right. matter how fast you go. You're not going to catch your tail. Right. Right. So sometimes we need that outside observer to see if that's the situation that we're in so that we can look at it from fresh eyes and say, oh, like this isn't a matter of optimizing this scenario. Sometimes it's literally a matter of just seeing the situation for what it is. And really one of the best ways to do that. Yeah, is absolutely in that mastermind environment where you get fresh perspective on what's going on. And so, yeah, uh, th thanks for that. If you are looking for that kind of scenario where one of the things going on in the world right now, for sure, that's creating a lot of opportunity on all of these elements of being able to generate more customers, generate more opportunities from less work, making your systems more efficient, more scalable so that you can definitely increase the output of every person on your team in ways that maybe you never thought possible. AI right now in the world is definitely helping with that and making opportunities drastically more available than they previously were. If you're looking for help on implementing those ideas, that's part of what we're talking about in our mastermind. Reach out to us, realestategrowthhackers.com slash contact. You'll find out what we're up to, and we'll let you know if we have availability, if it's a good fit, we'll invite you to it as well and give you all the details. But I definitely recommend checking that out. But for sake of the episode itself, what I hope that you guys take away from this is just the idea of at any given point, there's an infinite number of things that you could work on. I recommend going to the foundational idea of where are you? Are there clear problems that need to be solved? Bottlenecks that need to be solved? Focus on the first things first and go through a system, whether it's something like, you know, fix this next as your system or whether it's using a, a process like Alex Ramosi talks about for finding bottlenecks based on like conversion rates and where you might see the highest lift or not. Whatever you do, really having somebody come in from the outside, look at what's up to to try and give you different perspective, I think is one of the best ways to do that. So leverage that, dive into that. Thanks so much, Charlie, for your time coming on talking with us about this and everyone else. We'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for tuning in to the Real Estate Growth Hacker Show. Remember, done is better than perfect. To turn the marketing ideas and tactics you just learned into real growth for your real estate business, visit us at realestategrowthhackers.com. If you like this episode, consider sharing it with another real estate professional who could benefit from the information. Or maybe you'd like to subscribe to the show to never miss an episode. And you can leave a rating or review on iTunes with your biggest takeaway, helping this show to reach and help more people just like you. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.